This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson. For diamond celebrations, food for all occasions, and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday. Hi, it's Kate Stevenson, and you are listening to the podcast version of Relish, a show that airs each and every Saturday morning on Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. And we've hit another Saturday, another exciting development in the world of dining, drinking and travel. Things really are opening up now. So what better time to talk about it all? This week on Relish, how does a city institution that only opens at lunchtime cope when foot traffic in the CBD is at an all-time low? Well, when that institution is owned by powerhouse Katerina Borsato, you know the response is going to be passionate and tasty. I'll ask her. Also... Winter seemed like the time for great wine bar openings this year, even if they didn't stay open very long. One of my most anticipated new venues was Armadale's Orterra Wine Bar. I'll ask Clinton McIver how the reopening is going and how you juggle something like that with a fabulous fine dining restaurant too. And of course, there'll be plenty of ideas on how to enjoy your newfound freedoms this week in food. All that coming up thanks to Diamond Celebrations, Food for All Occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday. On Easy Music 3MP. At Easy Music 3MP, you can relax with all your favourites. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Easy and relaxing favourites. AM and Stereo DAB, Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. Easy Music 3MP, you're listening to Relish. Well, here we are, week two of A Brave New World for Melbourne, and some venues have only just opened their doors in the last week or so for for so many months. Among them is a Melbourne icon. Katarina's Cucina and Bar has been feeding discerning lunch crowds for 26 years. Happy birthday this week. And conducting the orchestra that is this edible symphony is owner Katerina Basato. She joins me now. Katerina, good morning. Oh, good morning, Kate. How are you? I'm well. Does it feel real yet? You know what? I've never been so excited in all my life. It's just, I think this lockdown has just put people into that sleeping mode. And now that we're opening up, it's like, oh gosh, we have missed this. Mm. Yeah. So, and how did you, so I guess we'll, we'll have a chat about reopening, obviously, but how did you go getting through this year, particularly, you know, I guess I don't think we expected to end up in the same precarious position as we we were last winter. What did, what did you do? It's just incredible. So I think this last lockdown was probably the more difficult one to be honest I think I've spoken to a lot of my hospital friends and they've all said the same thing because we knew what was coming because we'd experienced it last year so and you know we never thought we'd, it would happen again and certainly not for this long um and it, it was just hard keeping the momentum up yeah. um you know reopening making sure the staff are on board, uh, making sure that people were coming back into the city. I mean, some of those government policies were changing pretty rapidly and you've got to learn to adapt to those as well. Um, and, you know, we thought that we were going to be, like, policing everything for the government. That was different. They're not skills that we necessarily had before. Yes, so, yeah. you know, interesting. Mm. Um, and you you did something else. Everybody's pivoted in their own way, and I know you did some meals as well, but you released one of the most amazing products I've I've tasted in a long time, the bacalao oh. mantecado. Are you going to keep making that and selling that, pretty please? 
Well, I'm so excited, Kate, because that sort of started off as a little bit of a joke, to be quite honest. I thought, how are we going to just keep ourselves engaged here? And anyway, we did it, but it took a long time to actually, when you take a product to market, I'd never done it before. So that was a full-on thing because you've got to do the testing of the product and it's got no preservatives and, you know, making sure the packaging was was good and that it would sell. Anyway, um, Fortunately and luckily for us, um, Melbourne has embraced it. Um, it's not a product that's going to be flying off um, supermarket shelves because we can't. We're not in a position to do that. Mm. It's a, you know, it's a handmade product made in small batches. But you know, we sell it through Santa Lee online at the amazing Boccaccio sellers, Frederick Grocers, and of course straight from here. So people are asking about it, and people have read about it, and uh, we are we're really really lucky, and we we just love the product. I am speaking to Katerina Borsato. She's the owner of CBD Institution, Katerina's Cucina and Bar. And we've been talking about the rocky road that was 2021, but the exciting news is you opened again last week, Katerina. How's it been welcoming people back in? Because, you you know, you have a pretty tremendously loyal clientele, don't you? Oh, those blokes love to drink, Kate, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> they eat and they drink. Yes, well, look, I guess, you know, uh, on, on the 25th of October, we turned uh, 26. So that's, I guess, a long time to be in business. And, um, and of course, with that comes all the loyalty from customer base too. You know, that's important to say. But um, we opened on Friday and it was the most wonderful feeling. 20 people in one hit, it's not much. Yeah. You're not going to make money on that, but it gives you an opportunity to bring back your staff and then test the waters. Because one of the things that all restaurant owners are going to have to do, they're going to have to do double sittings. Yeah. They're going to have to obviously maybe even limit menus as to how we knew them before. I mean, we've had always an extensive menu. We have to rethink that a little bit. Prices have gone up dramatically. We haven't been earning a living. And so in order to stay afloat, we're, you're going to have to trim a couple of things up. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, the second thing I'd like to say is the staffing issue in Melbourne is a disaster. Um, you know, we, we the borders were closed, so they've got to think their migration policies. And I really hope that they they relax the laws on the school visas yeah. um, and try to bring back some permanency. You know, a lot of those visa holders, Kate, are people that travel the world and they work in bars, in coffee shops, and in restaurants. They already have the skills. So with them going, there's, there was no one to replace them. And if you're going to get new people in and train them from scratch, we, we haven't got the time and we don't have the money leading into Christmas. So that's a pretty dire situation at and the moment. Do you think as well then it, it also means, I guess, people coming back and we haven't been out for a really long time, things will be different, won't they? When you talk about these shortened menus, when you talk about shorts, uh, your staff shortages, it's going yeah. to be a different experience for diners too. And, and you know, do we need to remind them that, you know, you're going to have to be a bit forgiving and you're going to have to know that, you know, you might not be able to be there for four hours, it might be two. Is, you know, is that something yeah. you hope that diners keep in mind? Well, and, and absolutely. I mean, as you know myself, my restaurant's in a basement, so we didn't have the use of the parklets outside. I, in fact, I left that for all my the coffee shop owners on the street because they probably needed it more than me. 
And for them, it's kind of sad because, you know, the footfall in the city um, in, in this, you know, like from June last year to June this year, I think it dropped about 28%. So there, there were no physical bodies in the city. So that's the sad thing. For me, they come underground, you can't see what happens in here. But the overall feeling in the city is kind of sad. Yeah. You know, it's devoid of human being and, and you need that. That's the vibrancy of our city, I guess. Um, and the other thing I think is going to be interesting is if the people don't come back into their offices, Kate, now, what's going to happen to the five o'clock Friday night drinks? Yeah. You know, they all meet at the local pub. So could that change? Could it shift to a Thursday? See, this is all the unknown um, factors that we, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think that's going to be an, an interesting time. And as that goes along, then we will probably have to rethink your business because yeah. we don't know what that's going to be at this point, I don't think. Well, what, excited at the moment. Yeah, what we do know is that you are there, Katarina, as research for this. I did have a look at the menu and nearly died. I was so hungry afterwards. Katarina <laughs> Borsato, thank you. It is always a privilege to speak to someone who's so passionate and so respected in this great industry. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kate. We love Melbourne. We love you, Kate, but we love Melbourne. Melbournians are resilient and they want to see us all survive. So support hospos in Melbourne. Thanks, Katarina. Everybody needs to get to katarinas.com.au, have a drool over the menu and book yourself in for a fabulous city lunch. Don't go anywhere. More to come. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations, Food for All Occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday on Easy Music 3MP. This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish. Well, it was quite a ride for my next guest before the pandemic hit from Vue de Monde to a suburban bowls club that really broke the mould to his runaway success, Fine Diner Amaru. To top it off, Clinton McIver opened much-anticipated wine bar Ortera mid this year. And I'm almost scared to ask him how many trading days he enjoyed before lockdown, I don't know, number 678 hit. Clinton joins me. Do you have a number? Uh, I think we hit just on the sort of the two-week mark. I think it might have even been 15 days. Albeit not consecutively, so we we opened officially, I think, on the seventh of uh, July. Yeah. And we had basically the one week trading before lockdown five, and then you know we reopened shortly after that for again one week before you know the the lockdown six sort of come into play, which was you know as we all know really sort of sudden and uh yeah there was such a buzz around Orterra before it opened what what yeah. was the yeah. idea behind it for people who know Amaru and it is a beautiful fine dining restaurant what did you want to do here so obviously uh, yeah I mean Amaru we've been here for five years now five I think five and a half years and look knowing the area and I think you know getting a sort of really good gauge on the sort of the local market and our, you know, our clientele as well we wanted to create something that was I guess a lot more accessible but still had the sort of you know the nuances of of a you know a, a nice venue a really strong food offering um, a fantastic wine list albeit again a slightly different direction to what we do at Amaru but essentially it's, it's kind of you know it, it's also a concept that you know it's a place that I would like to go every sort of you know two or three weeks somewhere that you can sort of you can pop in and have a glass of wine you can have you know a quick little snack or you could stay you could work your way through the wine by the glass you could have a a choice of, you know, one of the 280 bottles that we do reference. 
and you could do a, uh, it's been kind of a sort of a smacker station, so top to bottom. So you guys seem to do some fun stuff between the two, some collaborations during lockdown. Did that help with working out the, the menu now that you're out? What, what can we expect on the Oterra menu now? Well, to be honest, I, I guess given the fact that, you know, not a lot of people have had to experience your Terra menu to start with, we're kind of, you know, it, it's very similar to the menu that we have actually launched with. And it will always be exactly that. So basically, you know, 99% of the menu, you just sort of eat with your hands. It's, um, it's all sort of finger food and bite-sized little bits of fun. Um, there's a little oyster fork here or there for this couple of the raw shellfish um, snacks that we do for us opening again it's you know it's almost you know it's almost we're opening the restaurant for the third for the one up for the third time so a lot of energy that's still poured into the menu and, and things that we're doing um yeah. and just really excited for more people to be able to come in and try it now and i assume you're super excited about having punters sit down in front of you and actually seeing them enjoy your food yeah absolutely you know that's a big part of what we do or why we do hospitality you know we have a we have a love for our guests and and the service and you know sharing and creating that experience for our in-house diners. Brilliant, and I think we do too. Clinton McIver, owner and executive chef at Amaru and Orterra Wine Bar. When I say much anticipated, Orterra literally was probably the the place I was most excited about this year. So we're so happy you're back open now. Thanks for joining me. Very welcome. Thank you. Check it out, orterrawinebar.com.au, A-U-T-E-R-R-A. And stick around this week in Food is Next. We'll cover off on some other great dining ideas. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel, thanks to Diamond Celebrations, Food for All Occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday on Easy Music 3MP. This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. And Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish and it's that time to share some food news and dining tips this week in food. Surely we're all thinking about our first trip out of town. If you haven't managed to take one towards those outer metro areas already... Here's a great excuse to get down to the Mornington Peninsula. Avani Wines are loving their chef collaborations at the moment and the next one is a cracker. Misha Tropp will take over the kitchen from November 19, bringing his own take on Indian cuisine down to the coast. If you tried his lockdown pop-up, Elsie's Butter Chicken, you'll know that he's seriously good and for this one, Misha will be firing up the grill and serving up a four-course set menu at 85 bucks per person with dishes that traverse the Indian regions. And, of course, you can enjoy some stunning wines from Avani alongside it. For more info or to book, head to avanisira.com.au. That's A-V-A-N-I-S-Y-R-A-H, Avanisira. .com.au. And Dining El Fresco is on the cards as the weather warms up. Brunswick East newcomer Teller have us covered with their new Laneway Beer Garden as they reopen for happy locals. The former bank building has been transformed into a modern day pub and this new Laneway Beer Garden boasts two bar service windows with 12 local and independent beers on tap and a bespoke cocktail list among other drinks on offer. And yes, there's plenty of food to choose from as as well, from share plates to a bit of a fancy take on pub classics. Check it out, tellerbrunswickeast.com.au. 
and you're looking for your special summer drink, well, here's a couple of options. Two of Victoria's top independent producers have come together to produce a pretty special gin. Geelong's six foot six wines have teamed up with Patient Wolf Distillery to produce a stunning limited release Pinot Noir gin. So they're promising hints of cherry, raspberry and blueberry on the nose and red fruit and some citrus on the palate. You can try it in a G&T with maybe some red seedless grapes as a garnish or in a French 66 because it's not a French 75 when the wine's made by six foot six. You can buy it direct from sixfootsixwine.com or patientwolfgin.com. That's only for a limited time. Also, Innocent Bystander have released a rosé G&T cocktail kit with a hint of old lolly shop nostalgia. In the kit, you get a bottle of their rosé, you get a small bottle of Four Pillars Rare Dry Gin, you get some house-made rosé syrup and fever tree tonics, and then to eat alongside your cocktail, you get some Innocent Bystander house-made Moscato marshmallows and caramel popcorn, plus some mixed sweets from Yarra Valley Sweet Co. And of course, you'll get the recipe to then make your uh, cocktail. That's the Rosé G&T. You can order them now at innocentbystander.com.au. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining me on Relish. Thanks to Diamond Celebrations, Food for All Occasions and Armstrong Green, the destination of a lifelong holiday. Listen in live next Saturday at 8am or look for the next podcast at 3mp.com.au or just download the 3MP app. Easy music, 3MP.